This is episode number 134 with Grant Cardone. New concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Success 101 Podcast. Welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren. And each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me here today. Now let's kick things off. Hey guys, welcome back to the Success 101 podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren, and I am very excited to bring my friend Grant Cardone onto the show today. I know a lot of you out there follow Grant and his business advice. You've read the books he's written, and you even tune into the weekly shows that he has on GCTV, and I'm excited to bring him here today. I knew when I got Grant on the podcast, this would be an awesome conversation primarily around his new book, Be Obsessed or Be Average, which is out everywhere that you can buy books now, but also conversation around his upbringings, which led him to unbelievable success and how he transitioned from a life of literally going nowhere to making millions of dollars time and time again through his various avenues. And I'll admit to you guys, I had not listened to his new book at the time this podcast aired, and I thought much of what Grant said was controversial and possibly not even what I believed on many of the topics we discussed. However, drum roll, I have since listened to the audio version of Be Obsessed or Be Average, and while Grant is certainly more gutsy and excited about his business than many of us out there will be about ours, I can honestly say that I see where he's coming from in much of what he said in our episode. So here's what I want you guys to do on this episode today. I want you to really sit back and take a good listen to the points that he makes here today and decide for yourself. Do you agree with some of what he's saying? Do you agree with many of the things that he's saying? Heck, do you agree with anything that he's saying in this? Either way, send me a message on social media or to info at success101podcast.com. I'd love to hear your take on this message and how you received it. And I'll also say this, guys, do not judge a book by its cover or this podcast by its words until you go and check out Be Obsessed or Be Average for Yourself. After hearing his book, which I would recommend the audio version since Grant makes it very conversational, which you're not going to get in the print book version, I very much agree with what Grant is saying in our podcast and his book, and his words in the audio version help me to really see where he's coming from. You guys who know me well out there know that I vet out everything, and I don't just jump on the bandwagon of anything new that comes along, but after hearing this book, I can tell you that hands down, it is one of the best, if not the best, business book to help highly active people get up and get going daily. And I'm so excited for you guys to go out and get the book and learn what Grant means when he uses the word obsessed over and over, not only here in the podcast, but in his new book as well. So with that, I will let you be the judge on whether you will be obsessed or be average and don't judge his controversial message until you get the book. Trust me on that, guys. Before we jump into the podcast, if you guys have been enjoying the Success 101 podcast, share it with friends, family, anyone you feel might want to live life with higher levels of peak performance and better versions of themselves each day. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes. That is the best way to get new content as I release it between each episode. So without any further delay, let's cut right to my conversation with Mr. Energy himself, the one and only GC, Grant Cardone. You guys are going to love this one.
man, it's an honor to have you on, buddy. Uh, Dude, I am today? so freaking glad to be here. Man, I, I just, I'm so excited about your new book. I've been following you, obviously, for a long, long time. I'm sure a lot of people tell you that, but started off with the 10X rule. And then you told me over on Twitter years ago that I needed to go check out if you're not first, you're last. So I saw that. I went and read that. And it was, it was. I don't know if it was better, but it was good as well. Uh, it's just a little bit different. And uh, your millionaire booklet. I want to, I want to get that because I haven't gotten a chance to, to see that yet. But I know it's got a lot of exciting reviews. But we're here to talk about your new book, Be Obsessed or Be Average. Yeah. There's a lot of average people walking around out there that dude, we dude, uh, they're everywhere, bro. Like they're everywhere. Okay. I mean, there's more average people there than there are Republicans and Democrats combined. That's true. Tell me about you, man, you could have gone any, I mean, you've got a lot of stuff going on. You've got your speaking engagements. You've got all the stuff that you're doing on your different podcasts and TVs and different things that you're doing. Why at this time, another book and why about being obsessed? Well, number one, this book, you know, this is a big release with Penguin Random, which is a major, major publishing house. And, uh, oh man, it's kind of complicated, but it took 19 months to get this book out. All right. It didn't take that long for me to write it, but it took, th this is really a, a, a story about my life and how I took the, my obsessions back to the obsessed thing. You know, you can either be like, do one or two things and try to balance the rest of your life, or you can be obsessed with your life and make sure you cram as much as you can into it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. To make it a great life. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a lot of what I want to talk to you about today. And for those of you out there who are living under a rock and don't really know who Grant Cardone is or what his story is, Grant, tell us how you got to where you were today from uh, either your childhood or young adult when you started working. Just how did you get to where you are today? Because I know it didn't just happen overnight. Dude, dude I got there by being obsessed with getting out of where I was. And it, and it didn't happen overnight. It's about be obsessed, get obsessed, be obsessed, stay obsessed, and then surround yourself with other people that are maniacs. And, and be willing to get rid of the people along the way. Like, there, there's no, I, I know everybody's looking for, hey, when did your life change? Look, it changes every day. So, and, and, then, and then you got to add change on top of that. How are you going to get to Mars, right? Well, you're going to build a ship. You're going to probably blow up the first two or three of them. And then you're going to stay focused on the task, get people around you that don't make excuses, get rid of people that do. And then you're going to be like, hey, we're going to Mars, dude, no matter what it takes, what it costs. And, and, and you got to keep feeding the dream, you know? And so that's what I've done, dude. I, like from eight years old, like eight, seven, eight years old, I've just been feeding the beast. And when I quit feeding the beast of my dreams and fantasies, when I quit giving them energy, what happened was I started feeding other demons. And, and, and my, my life went downhill. So by the time I'm 25, I'm broke, I'm wrecked, I'm spiritually bankrupt, I'm physically bankrupt, I hate myself. And then, but I didn't quit, you know, I, Jared, I just had to start rebuilding from zero. I just, I, I threw myself completely into, to, I, I basically, I did what people say you shouldn't do, okay? I, I, I traded a negative addiction for work. So I have never met a super successful person that somebody hadn't labeled a work addict. Like, like when work becomes an addiction, dude, we got a, we got a problem with labels, you know, I remember my dad, my dad died when I was 10 years old. He didn't have a problem with work. He said, work is good. He said, more work is better. He said, lots of work is even better than that. And if you could get a whole bunch of people working together, you could actually accomplish something. Now, fast forward, you know, to, to somewhere in the last 20 years, work became an addiction. 
Like, oh my God, you're a work addict, you're a compulsive work person, you're overachiever, you have problems in your life. I'm like, dude, I, the only problem I got in my life is that you telling me work is a bad thing. The more I work, the better I am. The more I get accomplished, the happier I am. The more I work and the more accomplished, the better I feel about myself. I'm not trying to fill up a hole. I'm trying to get my, reach my potential. So to answer your question, which was, you know, what went wrong, basically, what went wrong was I quit obsessing or deny, I denied the obsessions I have about, about the greatness that I believed was possible for me. And when I denied my greatness, my potential, my fantasies about the future, right, when I denied that, dude, you're, you're pushing so much energy down. The moment a guy offered me the first freaking stick of weed— and I grabbed it reluctantly and, 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 and then smoked it. See, see, I got all this stuff I've been denying, right? I'm like, dude, that was good. Let's do that again. Okay, let's do it again. And then let's pop a pill and let's whatever, right? Let's smoke that and let's smoke this. And let's just, and then I spent the next nine years smoking and popping and, and killing myself. So when I got, when I went to the treatment center and said, okay, I got to get rid of the negative obsession, they actually suggested that I should get rid of all obsessions. And I'm like, no, man, there's too much juice there, dude. There's too much life there. And so I grabbed all that and just threw it down into my, my first, my first career, which was sales. Tell me, Grant, how obsession is different than motivation in your mind. I know people throw those words around all yeah, the time, yeah. but you're camping out on obsession constantly in this new book. It, how is that different than motivation? Well, motivation is temporary, you know? Obsession keeps you up at night. Motivation doesn't keep you up at night, dude. You know, <laughs> dude, that's not obsession. That's enthusiasm. <laughs> you know, obsession is maybe I don't even look enthusiastic. Maybe I go through the entire tone scale from grief to enthusiasm to exuberance to, to but dude, I'm running through walls, bro. Okay. Obsession is when you're out of ammo and you still run at the guy and take him out. Obsession right. is what the people on the plane, on the flight uh, into the, into the uh, above Pennsylvania did. Said, hey, let's just take the plane down. That's not motivation, dude. We're way, way, you know, obsession is the thing that makes heroes. Motivation doesn't make a hero. Right. And the whole reason that I asked that is I think people get those two things way confused. Yeah, I, I think it's think an awesome question, right. by the way. All the interviews that I've done about this book, nobody's asked me that question. And, and I didn't cover it in the book, by the way. And right now that you asked it to me, Jared, I'm like, I, I would, it, it is radically different and a, and a great question. Yeah. And when I look at your life, I know that you haven't always had this kind of success. You didn't pop out of the womb, extremely successful, owning a jet and all the things that you do or all the experience that you know you have now that you can win. So I would think when Grant Cardone's, I'm, I'm speaking for you here, but I would think when Grant Cardone wakes up each morning, there's part of you that knows you can win because you've done the preparation, the training, you've been down that path before. Tell me how you dealt with adversity, though, whenever people tried to shut you down as a young adult. You didn't have the experience. You didn't know that you could win. You were dealing with getting off drugs, getting your life cleaned up. How did you deal with that to get on this path of winning without any experience whatsoever in the level of success you have now? Dude, I, I remember my first 10 years so that people understand when you, you brought up the plane and everything. The, my first 10 years of my life, I remember going, being on one plane with my mom, my dad, and my brothers and, and sisters. We went on one trip in 10 years. Before that, we, I never, dude, I'd never been on a trip. We sat in coach. And, and we flew to Los Angeles and we went to Disneyland. Okay. And every time we were, every time we looked at something, everything was too expensive. So, and I was tripping out. All I knew was the people that had the money had the control. 
They decided when we went to the Mickey Mouse pancake shop, what rides we could be on. And, and, you know, fast forward to today, you know, I don't, I don't stand in line when I go to, 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 to Disneyland. I'm like, hey, what do I have to pay so I don't have to stand in line? My dad could have probably done that too, but he wasn't, he didn't go to the next level. And, and for him, for my parents, you know, you made money, you saved money, you protected money. And that was good, but, but it's not the only solution, okay? My dad, my dad, what my dad didn't know was, and my dad would be really proud of this book right now. It's number one at Barnes, number one at Amazon. He'd be like, man, you're continuing my name more than writing a book, okay? More than sitting on the jet engine of your own plane. I told my sister this last night. Dad would be proud that his name is continuing because of my work. And, you know, the point of that is my dad stopped. My dad stopped at save the money and let's go on a trip. You know, rather than, hey, you know what? Let's keep building. Let's keep growing. Let's be obsessed with something monster, not just enough. And, and, and because my dad was satisfied with enough, he died at 52. I don't, I don't, maybe he'd have died at 52 the other way too. But when you scale out, dude, you can actually live longer because you're not doing all the work anymore. Okay. When you start flying on your own plane, you're probably actually going to live a little longer than flying with a bunch of sick people. <laughs> particularly today when truth. so how do you get there i mean do you get there by showing up every day and not quitting and how do you show up every day and not quit you have to become obsessed this thing has to become like bone marrow like like something like every 80 billion cells in your body a, a friend of mine told me recently you have 80 billion cells in your body i'm like bro that's a lot of cells and then and then i thought to myself i need to get them all in coordination with what we're doing here you know, I think they send messages. I, I, I Clearly, they're communicating with one another, okay? Absolutely. Hey, we're dying over here, guys. These cells, you know, who, who knows? Maybe there's 8 billion cells. We're out of here, dude. We're done. And, and, and there's communication going on. Okay, good. We got to go. These other cells over here, we got to have some more cells. And, 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 and now we're back at 80 billion again. Now, now, where it's not awesome is where it goes awry, right? It, it's where the individual goes bad. But that's evil, right? That that's that's just wrong path. It's it's yeah. It's taking a positive obsession and applying it the wrong way. Yeah, me me being obsessed with a which I have been by the way. I was obsessed with this chick. Okay, like maybe five years of my life. I knew the relationship couldn't work. I mean, if you if you sat me down and asked me, dude, do you think this relationship has any chance at making it? I'd be like, no. So I was somehow there was something in me, man. It was something in me that drew me, compelled me to this individual. And I'm going to tell you what I think it was as I look back on it. It was at a time in my life, and I write about this in the book, it was at a time in my life where I had backed off, man, of my obsession with my purposes and with the expansion of my purposes. So I had basically started three businesses. They were all running well, and I started acting like Colin Kaepernick. Dude, I don't even play on Sundays and I act like I'm a star. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm, I'm acting like a star, dude, but I'm not even in the game anymore. I'm, I'm basically resting on yesterday's victories. And what happens is I get bored, you know, or, or, or the, the rock star that does an hour and a half on stage to 25,000 people. And that's his whole week, man. One and a half hours. And the rest of the week, he's trying to get back to that thing he experienced in front of the 25,000 people. Problem is he doesn't have another show for a week. So, so, so everything goes awry, okay? 
for one and a half hours, he contributed to the planet. And for 166 and a half hours, he tried to find it again. You know, early on in my career, when I got in sales and I really became a, a sales leader and a thought leader in the sales space, which took about 15 years, I thought the whole selling thing was really like the thing, you know, and then I looked and then I started creating some content on closing and then also on prospecting and building a, plat, uh, um, a, a customer base and awareness and first, if you're not first, you're last. And then we did the 10X rule, which is about action. But if I look back on it, man, what was, what was driving all that was this obsession, this this desire, even from the age of eight, because people kept saying, dude, I want to hear about your story, man. Who are you? Where'd you come from? So I'm like, well, hey, that's kind of interesting. And I started looking at that and I said, what? I wonder what happened to me. In all these interviews, I walk away, what happened to me, man? I was so screwed up at 15, 16 years old to 25. What happened? Well, today, and this has really been very cathartic and, you know, it's um, almost healing for me, if you will, that, that I realized through these interviews that basically I had suppressed my obsession with being known, with wealth, with being happy, with prosperity, with abundance. I had been uh, 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 suppressing those ideas. And when my life really started turning around was not when I quit abusing my life and myself and disrespecting myself. It's when I started saying, hey, I'm going to get obsessed about the things I want to do and the things that everybody around me is telling me that I can't do. So it really started with obsession. I mean, this year we've written, Jared, I've written the millionaire booklet. It took two hours to write that book. 30 days later, it was in, published in 38 languages. Playbook to Millions. What else did we do this? Oh, Mastering Objections, a rebuttal book, and now Be Obsessed or Be Average. Okay, that's five programs in one year. And people are like, dude, how are you doing this book? Well, this book started over a year ago. And books are very, very difficult to release. But, but they're, I'm hoping, my goal is, to reach a lot of people out there that maybe you got a wife or a husband at home saying you, you do too much or that you're a control freak or you're the people that you, that work for you. Like you're a micromanager. Okay. Or somebody's calling you ADD or ADHD or obsessive compulsive. If you're being labeled out there, my goal is this book will actually reach you and give you permission to continue to be who you are rather than be someone else, which is most likely average. And I know that you have a, uh, a saying in this book, I think, and I don't want to misquote you here. I'll let you speak to it. But you say that the whole phrase of being balanced is more just a, a reality for all of us to go out and just be average and just be just, just totally go to work, it. go home every day. Uh, wh why do you not buy into this whole balance talk that everybody's you, do, talking about? Do you about know anybody that that's great that's doing the balance thing that even talks about it? No, not never, that I never met one. Never met one. I've, I've, I've met... I've met many, many millionaires, many guys that are worth hundreds of millions, guys and gals, uh, many people that are worth uh, maybe a fewer number, maybe many's not the word, but a number of billionaires. You know, I was on the phone with Mark Cuban the other day. I'm like, hey, Mark, what, what, tell me about the balance thing. Don't know anything about it, man. Never even think about it. <laughs> you know, a buddy That's of mine like sold a company for $21 billion. They do what, you know, I've, been, I've, I've spent hundreds of hours with this guy. He's never mentioned the word balance. Now, let me, throw a, let me throw a curveball your way, though. You may have some guys out there that you know have been burnt out, stressed out, at their wits' end, and they had to get some balance or some whatever you want to call it in order to come back and be a champion at what they're doing. How, how would you speak to that if you've got some criticism? Hey, Jared, it's a great question. It's a great, great question. I wish I could see your face right now because I know a couple of guys right now, when I watch them on Snapchat, I'm like, that dude is burning up, bro. He's angry. He's tired. 
You know, he looks beat up. It's it's like, it's not attractive. Now, what that tells me, by the way, it reminds me of when I was 35 years old, probably 35, 36, 37 years old. I had two companies. Dude, I was grinding so hard. And, and, And the reason I was burning was because I was really no longer on my purpose. Okay. I was literally just on a grind. I was on a grind. And you, you hear these guys talk about the grind and the hustle. Look, it's not all about grind and hustle, okay? And I'm not talking about balance either. I'm talking about being in the zone. Grant, I know there's a, a few types of people that you and I would both probably agree on out there. There's negative people that aren't going anywhere. There's positive people that could do a lot of good, but they don't know how to go forward. And then you've got positive and obsessed people. And I know you probably know all of those people just like I do. Everybody, though, needs to recharge. And, and uh, people out there that are positive and obsessed and could be doing a lot more. I'm sorry, positive and don't know how to go forward could be doing a lot more. But to the listener that's hearing this and says, look, man, I'm a positive guy. I work my tail off. I'm burning the fuse at both ends. I want to move forward. Grant keeps talking about being obsessed. It may seem silly, but where do they start? Where do you start after being beaten down most of your life to say, look, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and start a new pathway of being obsessed where I can go conquer big Well, well I, think, I think there's two questions there, Jared. Number one, where do I start? Number two, if you feel like you're burning at both ends right now and you got nothing left and you need to recharge. So, so... Let's take the recharge first. You know, I would tell the guy that thinks he needs to recharge. First of all, if you're, if you can only afford a three day vacation, that is not the way to recharge. Correct. Oh man, I need a vacation so bad. It's going to recharge me. No, it's not. That's not going to recharge you. dude. There's no proof anywhere on the planet that three days in a holiday inn where breakfast is free and the people you meet (laughs) will be boring. Um, is going to recharge you. In fact, I've been on vacations that were more work than the trip. Like, like going on the trip was more work than had I stayed home. Now, I, 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 if I'm going to do a trip, dude, I'm doing a sick trip, okay? I tell people this all the time. Look, if you can't do a sick trip, I'm talking first class everywhere, buy everything you want while you're there, buy the best house, the best villa, have room service, have people cleaning up behind you. If you can't do that trip, don't go on a trip. You got to figure out some other way to chill out because you hadn't got your money right yet. And by the way, nobody's entitled to a vacation. Nobody's entitled to I need some time off. Dude, until you have the money to do the deal right, don't go do the deal. Because that would be a recharge. But if I'm going there, if, if I'm planning the trip and spending money I don't have, then I go there and spend money I don't have. And then I come home and I got to pay bills for a trip with money I don't have. Okay? That's not stress, man. Okay, I mean that that that's not that's not recharge. Oh yeah, you're taking a step backwards. You're 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 gonna be like, dude, that was dumb. No, but what you will do, you won't do that was dumb. You'll say, I deserve that trip. I needed that trip. I couldn't afford that trip. And now you're gonna experience even more stress because you you there's no way out now. Okay. The other question about if I don't know where to start, man. Look, you 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 guys you you gotta have some big freaking you, the reason you're burnt out is either your goals aren't big enough or you're not doing enough. Like every time I feel like I can't do more, what do I do? My solution is not to take stuff off my plate. Walt Disney, you don't, you, you, he was probably around before you were alive. You know his name. His work lives on. Why? Because he was obsessed. He wasn't motivated. And maybe he was motivated. But more importantly than motivation which sounds like Tony the Tiger on the front of the the Frosted Flakes, are great, okay? (laughs) More than being motivated to buy something, dude, I'm freaking obsessed. 
And, and yeah, and I think you hit a I think yeah. you hit a key point earlier. That obsession, if it's not controlled and it's not put into the right avenues, leads to destruction. So I no I no, hear, no no I no Jared, Jared, that please. obsession when denied, when denied, when suppressed, when held down. Okay, that's when it goes off in different in in in, in destructive directions. It's when it's denied, dude, not, not when it's directed the right way. Everybody's obsessed about something, man. I've never met a human being on planet. You don't need to be a heroin junkie for me to find out you got an addiction about something. There's something, dude, that you do that you like so much, you would do it every day. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're so busy, Grant. I mean, I don't have to tell you that. You're so busy. You're on so many platforms out there. You've got your TV shows. You've got the podcast. you got everything. But you're also known for great energy and I know you're going to tell me it's because you're obsessed, but if that's the answer, then that's the answer. But I'd love to know where that comes from every single day of your life because I haven't seen you turn it off. Well, it's not about hustle for me. For I, I never think about hustle. Like, I, I rarely use the word. I even told my staff, I'm like, I don't know why you guys use that word all the time. I never use it. They, they write articles. I said, guys, I don't talk about hustle. I don't even talk about hard work. I mean, there's one time I talk about hard work when it comes to money. But but really, really, it's not about hustle. It's not about a grind. I, I don't want to grind, dude. I'd much rather not hustle. I'd like to show up for a deal and the money just fall out of the sky. So, so for me, it's much, it's, for me, a hustle is a decision, right? I got to make a decision to hustle. Obsession, bro, is molecular. All you got to do is tap in to this thing that you can't explain. You don't know why it's there, right? You don't make a decision to look at it. It just pops up out of nowhere. Like it raises his head. Hey, let's go fishing. Dude, I love to fish. I'm right. sleeping at night, man. I start thinking about, man, I can't wait to bait the hook. Whatever it is, dude, it could be fishing, skiing. I don't know what it is, man. Grocery shopping. See, those things have some life, man. You understand what I'm saying? You don't make a decision to want an Oreo. Right? If something's sitting there says, Oreo time, man. I want to play poker with the boys this weekend. I want to play Candy Crush, whatever the deal is. So I'm, I, I have figured out, dude, how to like give life. I don't know if it's cells. I don't know if it's spiritual. I don't know if it's purposes. I don't know what it is, but I know there's something going on I can't explain inside of me that doesn't require a decision. It requires permission. Okay, permission. Yeah. I need to give it permission. And I need to feed it. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And I need people around me saying, bro, do it, dude. I've written four programs this year. Last year, I was saying, I'm done writing training programs. This year, I wrote four, the most I've ever written two books, two training programs. And none of that was on a schedule, none of that was planned. But, but, but it's in me, bro. It's in me. It's like it's wanting to come out. Like when you get obsessed with the, the expansion and a possibility, right? Elon Musk does not look worn out to me. And he's interested in colonizing Mars, bro. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's big. See, I think what happens is the individual gets trapped in this idea of production at one level. And that one level no longer energizes the individual. So, and I talked about this in the 10X rule, man, there's got to be an explosion. At some point, this thing's got to go off and it's got to go wide as opposed to just 
up and down like pistons. I mean, look, the pistons need freaking, they need all kind of, depending on how, how fast those pistons are going, they're going to need some kind of silicone lubricant or something. The way to go is go almost like a nuclear explosion goes wide. A fusion explosion goes wide. So it starts expanding the individual's think. So you're not doing the piston up and down activity. Now, that being said, what I mean is, and I talk about this in Be Obsessed or Be Average. See, see a lot of people believe that you can only have one purpose. And, and I think that's what causes the burnout. And I know it did in me is that I was told that I could only be good at one thing, man. You know, it's impossible. I was told to be a good father and a good husband and a good boss and run five businesses. Okay. And make time for uh, community and church and spirituality. I mean, even, even the Bible talks about, uh, about this, man. I, like, like take off one day of the week because God did. Okay, well, God, God, God did some magnificent things for six days. He went wide, dude. He did oceans. He did freaking ranches and, 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 and animals and elephants and butterflies and sunsets and rainbows and, and planets and, and little fishies and sharks and, and microbobs and boobabobs and things that we haven't even discovered yet. Then, then the dude said, you know what? I think I'm going to take a day off now. So what do you say to the guy? And I know you know guys out there, as I mentioned, that have been just grinding and creating massive success that do say, man, I'm at the end of it. I like Grant. I like his message, but I, man, I am so tired. I'm so burnt out. Now this dude's telling me because to go because you need obsessed. to go. What would you tell? You need to go wide now. You need to go wide, man. You're only hitting on one. You're only you're burning up these cylinders, right? You got twelve cylinders, man. You need to use them all. You don't have one purpose. You got to figure out how to dedicate time to your church and to your marriage, and involve your kids. Like the vehicle's got all 12 cylinders working. It's not thinking individual things. Humans tend to think, in, I can only be a businessman. I can't be a businessman and an artist. The artist thinks, I can't be an artist and have money. Then they have right. kids. Okay, now I have to be a mother. I have to give up the idea that I can have a career. It's garbage, man. These are uh, average ideas. The individual. The individual is happy when the individual is obsessed and contributing at a lot of different things in life, you know, going wide again, like, like nuclear, like an explosion that goes north, south, east, west, and every direction, like a hurricane goes wide, right? I'm telling people, look, man, the reason you're getting burnt out is you're off purpose. No, no, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You're only doing one thing. You should be doing many things. And you can, by the way, and Which the things, against that, what the things that are wearing are. you out, Jared, are the things that no longer serve you. Yeah, and that goes completely against what I think our society has said about business is that you are getting worn out, you're getting burnt out because yeah. you're doing too many things, yeah. and you're actually saying, take it the other way. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you something. It ages me when I don't feel like I'm making a difference. Right, absolutely. You talk about showing up a lot as well and how yeah. you've, you've got to show up. You wake up in the morning, that's a show up. You get on a plane to go somewhere. That's a show up. I don't think average people that aren't going wide are really showing up. And that goes back to your whole purpose point. They're not showing up. Well, dude, they're, you could be showing up at work. You could be showing up in one place. I know people that show right. up and then don't show up. I mean, there's so many gradients of showing up. Or I could show up and then show up again and then show up again and show up again. Like, like how do you keep showing up like it's the first time you're showing up and, and you know, like, like it's game time, baby. Like I'm all in all the time. This is the only thing I'm interested in doing right now. And as soon as this is over, 
I got to go show up and do that again for the next thing. And the book is really about how do you find this obsession that's got all this juice and energy. It's got freaking nuclear fusion type energy in it, like an unbelievable amount of power if people would just tap into, maybe tap into the things that you actually don't even want to be, that you've been told not to be. What would you say, and this is going to be a weird question, but I really do want to know the answer. Good, uh, what would good. you say Very is the biggest key to being obsessed? You got, you, got, you got to go in and you got to go be the things everybody told you not to be. What happened that people gave up on their dreams and their fantasies and that we can't talk about it anymore? And, and, and what I think it is, is our society now is labeling anybody, is labeling anybody with a dream as defected as greedy, as uh, ambitious, as overachievers, ADD, ADHD, compulsive disorders, dude, it's all control freaks, uh, hungry for celebrity, you know, uh, selfish, self-centered, you name it, man. Now, some people are going to hear this and be like, yeah, I don't need all that. That's because the average thing got you. Well, or they've watched people do it the wrong way for so long. And they think the word obsessed is that taboo or, hey, we don't want to chase that. We don't. So it takes people's dreams and it takes what they yeah. want to do and it takes them way down to a lower scale because they've seen people do it wrong. Yeah, yeah. So if long. you look up the word obsessed in the dictionary, you actually talk about a preoccupation, unable to get away from an idea, typically one that is destructive. Dude, I'm not talking about the obsessed, obsessed with a bad relationship. I'm talking about it being obsessed with the things that are survival and the things that, that represent prosperity and abundance and affluence and security for my family, right? That, that represents, see, happiness can't stay as like, uh, it's got to ripple out. I mean, for happiness to continue, it's got to keep affecting other people. And so I know a lot of people that want to be happy, but they want to keep it to themselves. I just want to be happy. Bro, you don't even leave your house, okay? How can you be happy when you don't even leave your address? There's no adventure sooner or later. Oh, but I'm fine at my house. I'm fine at my little house. Come on, your whole life. So, so there's a whole planet to expand into and have new adventures, new experiences, learn new things, new discoveries. And, and those are the things that I'm suggesting that people need to get obsessed with. And the only way to get obsessed with anything, man, is to own that you are obsessed with some bad things. Because everybody I've ever met, Everybody from the least successful to the most successful, man, what's your addiction? What's your obsession? What's your compulsion? What's the, the dark thing you can't get rid of? Everybody's got a man, whether they're little insecurities, fear of people, phobias, doubts, drug addictions, alcoholism, pornography, you name it. Everybody's got something. Okay. They like to compete. They like to make people wrong. They like to let other people make them wrong. The list goes on and on, right? These are just these, this is just proof, man, that you can be obsessed with water sports. Maybe, maybe you're obsessed with watching Tom Brady. You're, you're obsessed with hating him or you're obsessed with loving him. Sure. You know? I mean, why would somebody buy a $90 Tom Brady jersey? And by the way, those people, they can't spend $90 at Whole Foods. Because <laughs> right. they're obsessed, right? With what? Some fantasy about some guy that, that is a superhero. Right, right. You talk about also a small percentage of your lifetime. I've heard you say this a lot. Small percentage of your lifetime, you actually get overpaid. I think that's why a lot of people don't become obsessed about things that could make a big difference in this life because they're in it for the money. They're in yeah. it for the wrong reasons. They're trying to get paid on everything. And a very small percentage of our life, we will actually be overpaid for the things that we do. Yeah. Well, dude, you've definitely been studying my material if you get that because I've said that. Most people don't get it. So congratulations to you. 
uh, I didn't know this until I was about 51, 52 years old. Most of your life, first of all, everybody will be un uh, underpaid. I, I wish they would have taught me this in college so I wouldn't have been so depressed when I was underpaid. Most of your life, you will be underpaid, okay? The, 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 the politicians raising minimum wage, you can raise it to $10, $12, $16, raise it. The, the truth is median wage is the biggest problem. Most people are underpaid in, in, in America, in the richest country on the planet. Most people are underpaid. At $25 an hour, you're underpaid. Very few people ever get to a position to be overpaid. You're going to be underpaid most of your life. And then if you're lucky, if you pay the price, if you do the right things, if you get obsessed with greatness, then one day you have a chance at being overpaid. And what I mean by that is you will actually get paid not to even work. I mean, people are going to pay you so much money. It's going to be like, this is just ridiculous. I cannot believe Kanye West is going to make $40 million this year on, uh, on maybe, uh, 30, 30 concerts that he used to do for free, man. Good. That'll help him maybe get out of some of his debt. No, it won't. No, it won't. No, it won't. Because he's not producing enough. So, you see, he's got to figure out how to go wide now. He can't just do concerts in Miami and then go, because sooner or later he runs out of juice. So he's got to figure out how to go wide the way Dre did. And you start producing and buying time. See, Dre, Dre was obsessed with not just making music, but being paid for other people's music because Dre and, and, and Jay-Z were obsessed with freedom. They, they didn't want to be used by the man. And they realized, dude, I can't just sing and make money. I got to go wide. I have to become a businessman, not just be a business. I'm, I'm going to throw a heart. I'll throw a curveball your way on this one. How is this book dramatically different than anything else you've ever written? Because basically, it, it's the underbelly of 10X. Re really, this book came out of 10X because people were like, man, if I 10X everything, and you've hit on it a couple of times, if I 10X everything, aren't, aren't I going to burn out? No, man, you got to get obsessed. Like, you got to get obsessed with why you want to go to the next level. And then once you get to that level, how do you get obsessed and interested to go to the next level above that? Why would a billionaire want to colonize the planet? Why does Bill Gates want to give $80 billion away and, and solve hunger and, and um, disease around the world. Why does Warren Buffett at 80 or 85 years old, however, why does he keep showing up, dude? What are these people tapped into? It's not just an idea about bigger, more. It's, a, it's something internal, something spiritual, some energy, some, something you can't put your hands on that I've tapped into and, and I get to keep kind of, um, it's fuel, man. It's like this spiritual food or fuel that, that is not tangible, that allows the individual to continue to create long after anybody thinks uh, uh, they should be able to. Talk to the guy out there right now that's been maybe following you for a while or maybe not just now gets onto the grant cardone business train here and starts listening to some of your stuff but he's looking around and he's going i feel like i'm in a dead-end job and don't really know where to go i've got a lot of excitement and ambition my family life kind of stinks a little bit here I, I would love to have the energy and the passion i'd love to be obsessed and read the book and and follow along with all of that but man everything just seems like dead ends you and i both know guys like that, that have turned sure. around and made dramatic changes in their life what, what's the biggest piece of advice you can give someone that just wakes up every day in a dead end to start on that path of figuring out what they're obsessed by? Number one is I've been in that place at least, I mean, dude, probably 50 times in my life I've been at that place. 
One, one, one when I was a kid and I, and I couldn't have money because I couldn't get a job. I'm, I'm 12. I'm 12 years old, man. I can't have money. I, I mean, you can't get money at 12. That's what they tell you anyway. Couldn't make a difference. I couldn't help my mom, so I felt stuck. All the way to the age of 42, when I had a m millions of dollars, I owned three companies, and freaking I was dissatisfied, man, with my relationships. I was dissatisfied with my, the, the work I was doing, that I was being paid a lot of money to do. I was dissatisfied. So, so the deal is this. Look, you're, you can't measure the quality of your life with money or the size of your house or the boat you have. It's impossible. You know it inside, okay? You're either obsessed with what you're doing, which is where a person is happiest, as long as it's constructive, or you're average. And average isn't working for anybody. Everybody hates average. Average dinner, average theater, average, you name it, man. If, when the marriage becomes average, no matter how hot he or she is, no matter how much you love them on wedding day, if it's become average, you better find something that gets you obsessed with that partnership again, or it's going to die, okay? Because if you graft any, anything, if I take a graph paper and graph anything that's average, I'm going to see average as a flat line. And all flat lines fall. My relationship with my kids, if it's average, it will fall. It will get worse. It will not get better. So, so that obsession is somebody rocketing towards something, right? So the way you do it is you just make a decision, man. It says it on the title of the book. You really don't even have to read the book. If you can just get the first line, be obsessed or be average. That's your only two choices. Make sense of nothing else. And I talked about this in the 10X rule. Average is a losing formula. Outside of this book, what is, what is the favorite book you've ever written that's going to take people to action, take them to higher places where they want to be? Well, I mean, it really depends on what people are doing and what they need. I mean, I've written 19. But this I mean, is my your, your, personal, your personal favorite, if you just had it, one to recommend. It, it depends on what people are doing, man. Like I, this little millionaire booklet that I just wrote, it took me two hours to write this book. It's 20 pages long. It's one of my favorite books I've ever written. Sold 80,000 copies in, in 90 days, okay? It's never been in a bookstore. Uh, it just got to Amazon. It's called The Millionaire Booklet. It's how many pages is this? What, 20? I'm sorry, 44 pages long. It's seven steps to becoming a millionaire. I, I, in this book, I'm teaching people, look, millionaire is the new middle class. If you want to be in the middle class, you got to make a million dollars. You got to bank a million dollars. You're probably going to have to earn a salary of somewhere south of a million, but, but get in the neighborhood of at least a quarter of a million. And then you got to bank a million dollars and do that probably five times just to get in and stay in the middle class. So I love this book because it's simple. And you're doing some coaching sessions along with this, right? Is that just for the people who pre-order or is that for everybody? When people, when people get this book, this is, when, when, when are you going to drop this uh, podcast? This will go out in one week. All right. So this is what's going to happen, okay? When people get Be Obsessed or Be Average, whether you get it from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Book Depository, where else can they get it? I don't know. Wherever you get the book from, if you send me a receipt, okay, of where you got the book from, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow you to come into a 13-week mastermind. It's going to be 13 nights consecutive where I go over each chapter in the book. Free. That's free. Okay? I'm going to do that for everybody. Now, here's the other thing I'm going to do for you. Okay? Right now, the book's like $18 over at Barnes. It's $18, $17 or something at Amazon. Send me a receipt after you receive the book and after you get the book, after you read the book, send me a receipt of where you bought it from and 
that you wrote a review, whether it was good or bad, I'm going to give you the 13-night mastermind and send me a receipt of your review, good or bad, I don't care, and I'll give you a credit at my store for the full amount of the receipt. Awesome. Where are we sending that to? Where are uh, we sending send that to obsessed at grantcardone.com. Obsessed at grantcardone.com. That means virtually people don't even buy the book. Well, you bought it, but I'm going to give you a credit at my store against any of my digital products uh, for whatever amount you spend at Amazon. Oh, that's awesome. Or Barnes or B Books Million or wherever. That's good. That's and I didn't mention Target. You can buy it at Target too, I think. Yeah, don't forget them. Uh, somebody on my team here just asked if you're running for president in 2020. Dude, probably not, man. Probably not. <laughs> you know, uh, awesome. Grand they're going to use all my. Hey, they're going to use all. You know, dude, politicians. They're they're obsessed with one thing. You know, freaking stealing everything they can from the people. It's not what it used to be. Well, maybe it is on some levels. Nah, but it's terrible. I don't think people bro. run. It's, terrible. it's, it's getting so bad. It's it's awful. You know, I can't wait until the country rises up again and it gets obsessed and says, "Republicans and Democrats, let's just go take them all down." <laughs> Grand, Kill the elephant and the donkey. <laughs> Grant, as we get ready to wrap up the podcast here, where can we steer more traffic your way so more people can get more of this from you? GrantCardone.com. I know this is your website out there. Yep. Where else can we go? Uh, Grant Cardone TV, man. TV. I do a, I do one live show every day of the week, Grant Cardone TV. I, I do uh, also my YouTube channels on fire, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. Wherever you are, you plug in the name Grant Cardone and you're going to see me pop up all over the place. Are you snapping? I didn't know you were snapping. Dude, I am, I am one of the leaders on Snapchat. Are you kidding? I respond yeah. to probably three or 400 snaps a day. Oh, man, I'm out of the loop then. I didn't know you were out there. I have to get on it. That's where everything's going, Instagram and Snapchat. Yeah. Grant Cardone, thanks so much for your time. We've enjoyed having you here on the Success 101 podcast. Everybody go out and get the book. I'll link everything in show notes. And we Jared, Jared can I just say one other thing, man? Absolutely. Dude, you're awesome, bro. Hey, thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Okay. It's good, man. That's how you run a podcast right there. That dude's a freaking pro, man.